on August 1st of last year, I began my time here as uh, Bethesda's pastor, and I made a phone call on that same day, and I called uh, another gentleman who, it was his first day in his new job as district minister of our uh, central district, and that was Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez has uh, been serving for the same amount amount of time that I've been here, and um, he has uh, almost successfully visited all of our 39 churches. There's like one left in Montana he has to go to, uh, but he has been, his job is to be a, be a uh, pastor to the pastors, and he has most certainly been that uh, for me. So every time he gets to be with us, um, he, is, he is married, his wife and his kids are down in Omaha. It is a privilege for us to have him it's a sacrifice for him to be here. And so he has a word for us this morning. Uh, he's going to be preaching. Sam's, if you're in that, uh, he will also be uh, uh, speaking there as well, Lynn. And so uh, the Lord says to Peter, he says, feed my sheep. Brother, would you come do that for us this morning? Would you welcome Daniel as he comes forward this morning? I did that on purpose because that has to do with the sermon. Um, Aaron told me to turn it on and I forgot, but anyways. Um, it, it's a privilege to be here this morning, um, Bethesda Church. Uh, I share a little story. Uh, I was here a long time ago with my family. Last year we came again with my family and this time uh, my family couldn't be with me, but it's, it's great to be here. Uh, we're going to Sam's Club after this. A grocery shopping or something, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we visit, we travel uh, the Central District. Uh, there's a YouTube video if you want to kind of see the churches of the Central District. I have pictures there. Uh, you're more than welcome to to take a look at, at, at the video and and see some of the some of the Central District churches. Uh, it's great to be in in the church context, and uh, when you talk about meeting. Uh, getting to know the church, there's no uh, other way than to be there in person. Uh, and so I heard so many stories about central district churches, but until you're there, then you know what it is uh, that is going on and how the church is doing. So uh, my first year, that was kind of the, the goals that we said uh, that we were going to do to visit the, the 39 churches. And so we have visited 37. So we, ha we still have two to go to, and they're really f one of them is really far away. But in November, hopefully, uh, we're going to be able to be there. Uh, we're going to go to the book of um, Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verses uh, 20, 24 to 29. Uh, how many of you consider yourself to have good memory? I'm not raising my hand because Pastor Aaron told me to turn it on, and guess what happened? So I, I heard Pastor Aaron, but I didn't obey him. Right? I didn't turn it on. Uh, so we're going to be talking about this. Are we, sometimes we tend to hear things and, and uh, we want to understand things, uh, but how often do we put them into practice? 
How often do we obey uh, some of the things that we are, that we are hearing? And, and we're going to go uh, to this passage, which is very interesting because Jesus, uh, this is the end of one of the very popular uh, passages in, on Scripture where he went through the, um, to the mount and he's, he's teaching uh, the disciples, and, and a lot of people is hearing this, this commands from Jesus, and, and you know, he's, he's doing this thing where in the Old Testament, you, you heard this, and you were supposed to do it this way, but now I'm telling you that this is now the way that you're supposed to do it. So he's changing some of the, uh, of the perceptions that people had about how to apply the Word of God. But at the very end, and we're not going to go into the whole uh, sermon, but we're going to focus on, on the end, on the conclusion of Jesus' teaching. And this is what Jesus, Jesus uh, says. Uh, verse 24, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and, and, and beat on the house. But I did not, but it did not fall because he had been founded on the rock. Let's pray. Father, we come to you, and as we open your word, as, as we hear from you, uh, we ask that you, that you take care of our hearts, that you give us the wisdom to, to hear and obey your words. The things that are, are in our lives and, and the things that, that you want us to, to pay close, close attention. We pray that uh, this sermon can be uh, edifying to our lives and that we can uh, come closer to you. Uh, we pray for, for this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I, I have this for you. Uh, obedience. Um, all the people, all the people who hears uh, the teachings of Jesus are going, are going, are going through a filter. Right, so you're here this morning, and uh, you probably went to, to a Sunday school class, or maybe you heard a sermon in the past. But to, to, let's use this sermon as an example. What are you gonna do after this sermon? That's the that's the question that I have for you. So everybody comes, and as believers, as followers of Jesus, we 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 hear. Jesus' teachings, uh, we study the Word of God, we, we go into His Word because we want to know more about Jesus, and, and, and we say, and I'm going to use, you know what this means, right? <laughs> if you speak Spanish, you know what this means. If you speak English, you know what this means. Um, we come and we say we want to learn more from God, right, through His Word, and, and, and we, we want to get closer to Him, um, but then everything that we get into our lives is going to go through a filter, right? And what comes out is, 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 is the real question. And, and Jesus is telling his disciples, what he needs to come out of all the teachings that I'm giving you is obedience. Are we willing to obey Jesus' teachings? Right? That, that's the question that I have for you this morning. Because uh, a lot of people... and, and we're familiar with the Word of God. Uh, we spend a lot of time in the Word of God. But then how many times are we applying what, the things that we are learning from, from God's Word? Right? Uh, it was, I was in the Spanish class. Wonder, if, you don't, if you don't go to Sunday school, you should go to the Spanish class. Even though you don't speak Spanish, you're going to have a lot of fun. 
but it was it was the great it was the great class. We, we were going they're going through the book of Romans, and uh, we're dealing with justification, just a, a great a great thing to talk about during Sunday school. Uh, and and one of the one of the things that we're saying, how do we apply justification to our lives? Because we are justified, so so now what? What do we do next? And and we have a challenge because. Sometimes we, don't, we put our minds into the things of this world, and we don't realize that what Jesus is offering us is eternal. So we're too focused on the things of this earth, and we're not focusing on the things that God has for us, right? So G- Jesus is going to compare in this very famous uh, parable about the, the wise man and the foolish man. The wise man put his house on the rock. Those who obey my teachings are like wise men that are building his house on the rock. One of the things that, that we need to understand is uh, a lot of people hear, but the difference is obedience. So you come to church, you learn more from God's word, you, you know some of the things uh, of God's word. Uh, you can even memorize Bible verses, and you can, you can say that you know a lot about the Bible, but then... How do we measure that? We measure that by obedience. How obedient are you to God's word? When you leave the church, the building, when you are in your job, in your school, whatever you're doing outside of church, how do you, are you applying those principles to your life? Um, and, and we're starting to see a little bit of uh, the reason that people don't come to church, the people that, doesn't, uh, that don't come to 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 have a relationship with Jesus is because they're, they're looking at us as believers. And they're saying, well, uh, they preach one thing, but they do another thing. And, and, and we don't want to be part of that. And so we need to be careful with this, with this principle, uh, not only because of our testimony with unbelievers, but because of our relationship with Jesus. Because Jesus wants us to be a faithful servants. Jesus wants us to be uh, faithful um, people that, that are following him. So I have, I have this. Uh, one guarantee that we have in our life in general are trials. And we were talking about trials this morning. We, we're going to have trials. The disciples were going to face persecution. And Jesus is preparing his disciples. There's going to be a point in, in ministry that you're going to face persecution because of my teachings, because of the things that I'm teaching you. Because Jesus was different. The, the Pharisees, remember the Pharisees? They didn't like Jesus at all. <laughs> you know, Jesus is teaching these weird things that us Pharisees and, and uh, we, we don't really like. He's changing things. He wasn't changing things. He was just clarifying things for his disciples. So, so when we try to be obedient to God's word, when we try to be faithful servants, we're going to see some trials that are going to come into our lives. But obedience is going gonna, is gonna to lead us to, to abide in God's word. Remember, Jesus says, abide in me. Be closer to me. Right? We need to be close with Jesus. And, and that obedience is going to bring us closer to have an even closer relationship with Jesus. Disobedience is sin. And if there's sin in our lives, what's going to happen with our relationship with Jesus? We're going we're gonna to be far away from Jesus. So, 
I want you to tell me some of the commandments in the Bible. One, honor your father and mother. Who knew that one? Raise your hand if you knew that commandment. I want to see the youth raise their hands because if you guys don't use, raise your hand, my example is not going to work out. <laughs> how, many, how many of us knew that commandment? We all knew it. How many of us are obedient to that commandment? <laughs> right? Another commandment. Do not steal. Do you knew that you weren't supposed to steal? Raise your hand if you steal something this morning. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> what about, I'm going to give you some hard, harder ones. What about forgiveness? Is that a command that Jesus says you, that we're supposed to forgive? <laughs> Do you knew that? Raise your hand if you knew that. Good. Now, don't raise your hand. Don't move your head like this. I don't want to know. Are you forgiven? Are you, are you obedient to that command? That's, that's harder, right? That, that, that then becomes a little bit like, oh, I knew that one, but uh, nobody's going to know. And, and so, so you see what Jesus is trying to do with his disciples. He's saying, this is my teachings, and it's good that you're paying attention to me. But don't just pay attention to me. I want you to, to put them into practice. At the book of James, he says, be doers, not only hearers, right? So we're supposed to apply what Jesus is, is teaching us. Uh, what about the Great Commission? And, and, and did you guys have a Ray Harvest Festival? You guys do that here still? Uh, Harvest Festival is about missions. What is the Great Commission? Therefore, what? Go and what? Make disciples. How many of you knew that command? <laughs> How many of us are practicing and obeying that command? That, that's another, another hard one that we need to be thinking about. So are we being wise on building our spiritual life on the rock? And that means that if we say, yes, I want to be a, a wise person, Believer, a wise follower of Jesus, I'm going to build my, my relationship on the rock. And that rock is obedience to Jesus' teachings, obedience to his word. How many of us want to be wise? I want to be wise. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to, have, it's going to take some times where I'm going to uh, do an assessment of my life and really see how am I doing Right? How am I doing? How, how much uh, or how obedient am I being to God's word on the things that he's teaching me? You know, um, the second part, are we ignoring Jesus? We love God's word because we find God's, God's love for us. Right? That's why we go to our Bibles. Uh, our I don't know if I share this story, but I've been sharing it a lot lately uh, about the, the Bible. It's, it's uh, God's love letter to you. Did you ever receive a love letter when you were dating? The you, they don't know what letter it are. <laughs> Did you receive a, a, a love text? <laughs> <laughs> or 
I don't know, a snap, love snapshot, or I don't know if that exists. But anyways, so my generation and older, we, we used to receive love letters, right? And, and, the, and the girls usually, Wendy didn't come, so that's a good thing for you, because I can share stories about Wendy, because she's not here. Uh, but what Wendy used to do is that she wrote a letter, and then she put perfume on it. Yeah. And then so I got the letter, and the first thing that I did, I went like this. <sighs> right? And smelled like Wendy. And then I opened the letter, and I read every single letter that was on that letter. I wanted to, I wanted to know everything that Wendy was thinking about me. Right? Because I was in love with Wendy. What about God's word? You know, God's word is... His love letter to us, right? So how much time are we spending on, 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 God, on God's word, right? And then we spend time on God's word, but are we applying that teaching that the, the, God, the word of God is, is telling us? Um, are we ignoring? Is there some things in the, are we supposed to ignore some parts of the Bible? I'm going to ask you a question again. Are we supposed to be ignoring some parts of the Bible? Are you sure? I'm going to give you a chance to like really think about your answer, okay? Are you sure? <laughs> that, that, that's the right answer. Now, uh, <coughs> Jesus is saying disobedience is foolishness. It's just it's, it's foolishness. If you're not going to obey God's word, that's foolish. So the second part of the parable, verse 26 says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and does, does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods, floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and he fell, and he, he was great, great was the fall of it. So why, why do we have so many people that their lives are in ruins and i think we can find the answer here um usually um christmas is coming and then after christmas is new year's what happened in new year's huh new beginnings and uh in in english you guys have this word it's called new year's resolution in Spanish, we don't have that. <laughs> Maybe we do, but we ignore it. Uh, New Year's resolution, you know, and then you go, uh, well, in our way to our house in Omaha, from church to our house, there's a gym, uh, gymnasium, you know. Uh, I think it's Planet Fitness or something like that. You know, uh, March through December, the parking lot is, almost empty. January is full. What happens in January? New Year's resolution. And what everybody says, I'm going to lose weight this year, right? And so to lose weight, I go to the gym. Well, the first 20 days of January, people go to the gym. After that, it's, it's done. In our Christian lives, do we, have, do we have spiritual resolutions? Have you done one of those? Like, Last year, I said, I'm going to read through the Bible in one year. And it took a lot of work. This year, I said, I'm going to go through the Bible again. It's 
it's been okay. <laughs> Last year I was more disciplined than this year, but I'm 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 there. I'm I'm working on it. How many of you have had a resolution like that? I'm I'm gonna read more of the Bible. I'm gonna pray more. I'm gonna serve more. I'm gonna you know all that. I'm gonna be closer to Jesus. And it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of effort. And why do we sometimes fail at that? It's because sometimes we're not practicing what the Word of God is telling us to do. You know? So we can know all about God's Word, but if we're not obeying the teachings of Jesus, our lives are going to be in ruins. It's not, it's not a matter of you knowing more things. It's not about how familiar are you with the, with the Word of God. It's not about how much you can show to other people that you know about God's Word. You know, it's about your relationship with Jesus. And Jesus is looking at your life, and he's looking at your heart, and Jesus is, is you know, he loves us, and he has mercy for us, and, and he's, he's so wonderful to us. But he's looking at our hearts, and he's going he's gonna to point to those areas of your life that he's telling us, you're supposed to be doing this. You know this, and you're supposed to be doing this, and guess what? You're not doing it. And we can use the, the, we can use the example of, as a father. Sometimes we know our kids, right? We know my kid, he knows that he needs to do his bed, right? He knows how to do his bed. And then I go to his room, and guess what? My kid didn't do his bed. How do you feel as a parent? You feel disappointed, right? So how is our relationship with Jesus? Are we, are we being wise? Are we being foolish? Are we ignoring God's work on, on, on some of the principles that he's trying to teach us? And you might say, well, I'm doing really well on, on these areas. I'm, I'm, I'm being obedient on these areas of my life. But, but what about the other ones that are harder? And those are the things that I, I really want you to, I don't know them. <laughs> right? But you know them. You know, what I'm you know what I'm talking about. Those areas where you need to be obedient to God. Um, it's, it's not about how you feel about it. It's about what God wants you to do. Because to be honest, if you, if you base your faith on your feelings, you're going to be doomed. Right? Do you feel like waking up early and pray? I didn't feel like it. <laughs> but I did it anyways because that's obedience. Do you feel like reading the Bible? Well, I could be watching Netflix, <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to spend some time in God's Word. So it's not about your feelings. It's about obedience. It's about building your relationship with Jesus. Our lives end up being in ruins when we start ignoring God's Word. So I, I know because I have a relationship with Pastor Aaron, that he spends a lot of time trying to teach you God's Word. But are you doing your part? And, and this is uh, October, Pastor's Appreciation Month. So 
it's almost over, but you still have time to send gifts and take him out to eat and all of those fun stuff that he likes to do, buy him books and I don't know what else you like, but you know, make sure that October you do something special for your pastor. But why, why do you think pastors have to be repeating the sermons over and over and over again? Why do you think pastors do that? I mean, if we can preach through the Bible, like we can probably do it, I don't know, it'll, it'll take us maybe five years, and then you, we can say, I preach through the Bible, you guys know it all, let's just be done with it. <laughs> Does that happen? How many sermons have you heard in your life? Those older people in the Sam's Club that we're going to go grocery shopping? How, how many, how many uh, sermons have you heard in your life? Hundreds. Probably this sermon, you have listened to it before. This is not your first time. Matthew 7, 20. And sometimes you, you go and you read the passage and I'm like, oh, I know what he's going to talk about, right? I, I know where, he, where he's going. And pastors, they always tell us in preaching classes, when you preach the familiar, verse, the familiar passages, those are harder. Because you need to come up with a way to, to show people new things about the passage. Why? Because sometimes we're not applying them. Sometimes we're not being obedient to those principles that we already know, but we're just ignoring. So my challenge to you is change that in your life. Make, make a commitment that even when, when God's word is hard, even when God is, is pushing that area in your life that, that you're not sure how to deal with it, that you just ignore it and say, well, I'll do that next year. Or I'll deal with that next time. No, you spend some time. Pray. Pray and ask God to help you to deal with that because we want to be obedient to every single teaching of Jesus because that's what's going to build our relationship with him. That is what is going to bring us closer to him. Jesus is the perfect example. At the end of the passage says, verses 28 and 29, this is people's response. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. So Jesus is the, the perfect example to follow. Jesus did it. We were, we were thinking about uh, Jesus praying at, at Gethsemane this morning. Uh, do, you, do you remember what, what was his prayer? And he was, he was um, sweating blood, right? And, and he has this really intense moment. And, and his, his prayer was, I, I want you... I want to do your will. Not my will. I want to be your will. I want to be an obedient son. Right? That's, that's Jesus. He didn't, he didn't want to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to be what? Obedient. Can we do the same thing? When we think about human wisdom and, and human strategies for, for our lives, and how, how we're supposed to be, how, how we're supposed to live our lives, they will always come short to Jesus' authority. 
There's no other way. You need guidance on how, you, how to live your life. Come to Jesus. Come to his word. That's going to be the guidance that you need for your life. Right? That's what we need. Uh, we, have a, we have a problem with our, with our youth. Uh, more, as time goes, youth, they don't really want to be part of the church anymore. And um, they have this idea that I don't want to be part of an institution. I, I don't like institutions anymore. So that's why our higher education is, uh, is, is not that great because they don't believe in institutions. The church, we're suffering some of that because they don't believe in institutions. So they see the church as an institution, so that they don't want to be part of that. And so they're, they're coming with better ways to serve the new generation. Well, we know that the only solution for all the issues of the world is the gospel. Right? The gospel. And we have that. You know the gospel, Right? I know that you know the gospel. So the gospel message is what we need in our lives. And, what is, and this is what the world needs today. We need to be proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. We need to show people that, that Jesus is the solution for everything in our lives. Are we struggling with things in our lives? Are we uh, having a hard time applying some of the principles of, of the word of God? We need to come Jesus because he's going to be the helper. He, he promised that he was going to be with us every time. He was going to be there present in our lives. So um, I want you to think about this. Um, you need to learn how to, how to love to spend time with Jesus. Love to spend time with Jesus. I always, I, I always joke with the, with the church that um, how many of you are desperate to be Sunday and to come to church? Are you anxious about it's it's Monday? I have to wait all the way to Sunday, all the way to Sunday to to go to church again, right? So we need to spend more time with Jesus. Uh, we need to apply the teachings that He has for us. So let me let me pray for you.